Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday. We hope and pray that each and every one of you all has had a blessed day on today. We are going to welcome you to Marriage Mondays with the Kings and let you know that our show is brought to you by our sponsor, Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are into social media, please go and check them out simply by searching them on Facebook and type in Christian Hemmer forward slash inspiration. All right. So if you're joining us and you're able to uh, pray with us, we ask you please hold hands with your loved one. If not, if you can please bow your heads in prayer as we go before the Lord. Father God, we just come to you today giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we thank you once again for yet another time that you've given us to be before your people to bring them a rhema word from you there, God. Father God, on today, we just come in the name of Jesus asking, Heavenly Father, that you would step in in the midst of this epidemic uh, that is going on there, God. We understand that you are bigger than a coronavirus, dear God, and we're just praying for those individuals, Heavenly Fathers, that we have lost to this deadly disease. Father God, we're praying for the families who have lost loved ones in uh, recent weeks and months, dear God. And we're just praying, Heavenly Father, not for a city. We're not praying for a state. We're not praying for a nation. We're praying for this entire world, dear God, that you would just wrap us in your arms, Heavenly Father. Put your hands above us, Heavenly Father, and wipe this disease away. But Father God, we know that before you do that, there are some things that we need to do, that we need to turn from our wicked ways, dear God, that we need to put you back in the midst of things where we took you out of things in the past, dear God. We need to put you back in the schools. You and back into the middle of families, dear God. We need to clean up our lives and worship you as you have made us to do, Heavenly Father, so that you would be able to heal our lands. Father God, we're coming praying for those individuals that are on the front lines, dear God, the policemen, the people in the hospital, nurses, doctors, individuals working on tests, any volunteers, Heavenly Father, that are helping with this virus right now in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father God, we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We come with expectations in our hearts, Heavenly Father, that individuals will be healed, they'll be delivered, they'll be set free, yes, and this corona, coronavirus will be something that will pass, Heavenly Father, yes. but it will also be something that will teach us to stay within your bounds, Heavenly Father, yes, of what you have called us to do. So, Father God, on the day, we just continue to ask for your prayers, we continue to ask for your blessings, we continue to ask for your angels to be sent out to do your healing power yes, on the day, dear God. Father God, we continue to pray for our pastors, Heavenly Father, for our laypersons, all those who are staying before you in prayer, Heavenly Father, for this affliction that we're going through and father god we ask that you would just keep us on our knees heavenly father praying and look upward to you for you we know that you have the solution for what we're going through so father god on today we once again give you glory honor and praise we thank you for everything that you've done and also for those things that you're yet going to do in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen 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 and so we just want to let you know that views expressed on this show are those of the host guest and callers and are not necessarily those of krgn 90 98.5 FM, its management or other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And also, please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. 
No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so the motto for our show right here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings, if this is your first time ever listening to us, is that we are helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for this show comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so to go ahead and give a big shout out to individuals who support Marriage Mondays with the Kings, we want to start off in Round Rock, Texas, and send a big shout out to Chandler Bettis. Chandler Bettis of Round Rock. Thank you so much. Also to Noby Green of Jacksonville, Florida. So Noby, thank you for being a supporter. And then all the way over in Peshawar, Pakistan, we have Maz Ahankahal. Once wow. again, Maz Ahankahal of Peshawar, Pakistan. So uh, Marriage Mondays with the Kings is continuing to go global. Uh, we ask that all of our listeners, all of those individuals that support uh, us here on KRGN 98.5 FM, also support the other different uh shows that are on the radio as well, as well as joining us in prayer as we go through this time with coronavirus. Uh, we ask everyone be able to stop at some time during your day, be able to say a prayer for the world, for God to come in and do it seemingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think with this thing that we're calling uh, the coronavirus. Amen. And so going uh, down to our anniversaries, uh, we have two anniversaries that we want to be able to uh, celebrate uh, to Demarcus and Nikki Willis of Clean Texas, celebrating 18 years on the 22nd, 18 years on the 22nd of March. Of March. And mm-hmm. then also Antron and Angela Cobb of Clean, they celebrated four years on the 24th of March. Amen. So to those two uh, beautiful couples, we want to say happy anniversary to you. But to anyone that had an anniversary, in case we missed it, we want to say happy anniversary. And we ask that God continue to bless you and your union with many more. Yes. And so, you know, we're going to do something a little different right now. Um, so what we did is Marriage Mondays with the Kings is we put out there on our social medias, I had a put out there, you know, what is it that, um, we just want to share a little bit of inspiration. What is it that married couples are doing at this time to continue to kind of date and be creative and different things like this. And so I just want to share two quick stories and then we're going to go ahead and push forward into today's show. And we did get the permission of the individuals in whom we are sharing. So first up we have Jake and Suzanne Ferguson of Harker Heights, Texas. Now this is so cute. Y'all check this out. So it reads, Tonight, we were asked to dress up, no yoga pants allowed, okay? Now, this, okay, I'm going to get ahead of myself. We were greeted at the bedroom door by the cutest waiter, escorted outside to a swanky little spot on the back porch where Chef Michaela served adorable turkey sandwiches for appetizers, shrimp pesto pasta for the main course, and peanut butter brownies for dessert. And so, basically... This is amazing because their son and the daughter, let me give a little background. The son and the daughter, the son was the waiter, the daughter was the chef. They um, converted the back patio into a date night restaurant scene, if you will. I'm talking about cute little wine glasses. I don't know how old the son and daughter, they're probably no more than maybe 12, 13 years old. The son looked like he's about six or seven he dressed up in a cute little black and white outfit and they made their their parents go to the room, to their room and get dressed up. And then they set up a date scene. So I thought that was so cute. And then for uh, my husband, he just mentioned Demarcus and Nikki Willis of Colleen. And so what we share from that beautiful couple is 
Um, they said for our anniversary last weekend, we got our favorite takeout. We dressed up and had dinner in the dining room. Afterwards, we danced to our favorite song. We made sure to set a time to meet. It was one of the best anniversaries we ever had. And they plan to continue to do that, you know, even longer. That's 18 years of marriage right there. So that's just something real quick that we wanted to share as inspiration. Couples, do not give up. Come up with beautiful, creative ways that you all can continue to enjoy each other. Amen. So shout out to those couples and the amazing children that speaks volumes. Definitely. We just wanted to remind you that due to the current events, the previously announced gigantic gospel concert, which was um, announced for August the 4th and the 5th, have been canceled in both locations of Dallas, Texas, and Houston, Texas. Now, um, keep in mind that Caragene is 100% listener-supported radio station. We are located at 100 West Central Texas Expressway Suite Number 307, Harker Heights, Texas 76548. We encourage you, if Caragene has been a blessing to you, if you could... Send a message via www.mykrgn.com. If you could send a thank you card, uh, whatever the case may be, if God put on your heart to sow monetarily into KRGN, they do have a cash app, dollar sign, KRGN FM. We ask that you would just share with us, you know, if you were touched and what may have blessed you. And so moving on. We would like to show love to those of KRGN. We would like to thank the spiritual overseers, the radio show owners and managers, all of the radio personalities, the volunteers, those who sow financially into KRGN, and always those who keep KRGN lifted up in prayer. If you are not able to listen online, you can download the app, which is World Blue and White, um, at your app store by typing in KRGN space FM so you can keep it locked 24 hours a day. So just to go over just a small recap of Life Sweet Show, that show is entitled The Importance of Marriage on Your Family. So feel free to visit our podcast at budsprout.com uh, to be able to catch up on that show. But just to give you a little tidbit of some of the things that we talked about, uh, we basically talked about the importance of marriage on your family and for individuals to realize that your marriage has a lot more to do with just that wedding day. Mm-hmm. That wedding day was about the husband and the wife. Uh, when it comes to the marriage in itself, it's about the husband and the wife, but it carries down to your children's, your children's children. And also it can go outside of your immediate family to extended family. So we want you guys to be encouraged by the words that we're putting out there. And we want you to go back and take a, a listen to that if you haven't already listened to it. The importance of marriage on your family. Once again, on our podcast at budsprout.com. And so today's show topic, what we're going to be discussing is Broken Children Creates broken adults again broken children creates broken adults and so as you can see right now we're kind of like in a series pertaining to the importance like we said of your marriage and family especially now in a time like this this is time where i believe god got us you know what i'm saying just kind of what would you say babe i I was reflecting Yeah, I think he has us reflecting and also uh, given the current situation that we're in, I think God is causing us to be able to get back to what he has created Amen. for us to do, which Amen. was one, to worship him and for to be um, bountiful or plentiful, if you will, and replenish the earth. And by doing that, we make families, but there is a togetherness uh, that comes along with that. Uh, we're supposed to lead our families in certain ways. And we, I believe that the world has kind of gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. And this epidemic that is going on is causing individuals to be able get to back. get back to, I will say, the basics, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And so um, our questions of the week. And so uh, 
with this topic, bro broken children creates broken adults. The questions that come along with that, one, what do you think causes children to become broken? Mm -hmm. And two, why are people not uh, willing to admit and fix their brokenness? Yes. And okay. so we do have um, comments that we receive back. Thank you all so much. We just want to let you know real quick before we jump deep into today's show is that you all can comment. We generally, um, the team, you know, make sure that it's put out on Facebook and make sure that it's put out on Instagram, generally on the Tuesday following our show. So the next day for the upcoming questions of the show. So we do have comments and we will be reading them um, throughout the show. And so if I can, I just want to start off by reading a scripture. Um, and so, and of course, this in regards to children. I will be reading from the Message Bible, and I will be coming from Matthew chapter 18, verse 6 through 7. I just love the way that this reads. Um, but it goes like this. It says this out of the Message Version. But if you give them a hard time bullying or taking advantage of their simple trust, you'll soon wish you hadn't. You'll be better off dropped in the middle of the lake with a millstone around your neck, doomed to the world for giving these God-believing children a hard time. Hard times are inevitable, but you don't have to make it worse. And it's doomsday to you if you do. And this is actually Jesus speaking in the New Testament. Again, that is Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 6 through 7, the Message Bible. So when we are speaking about uh, broken children, uh, I think one of the things you have to do first, and I always do it a lot of times on the show, I want to give you the definition of broken. And this is coming from the Oxford uh, Dictionary. Mm -hmm. Um First, being used as an adjective is having been fractured or damaged and no longer in one piece or in working order. Mm. And then the second definition when it refers to a person is having given up all hope or that person is despairing. Mm -hmm. uh, it gave some similar definitions of an individual being defeated, beaten, vanquished, overpowered, or overwhelmed. And so when you take those two definitions, I want you to carry that with you as we go throughout the show. When you talk about something being fractured, damaged, no longer in one piece or in a working order, or someone that's given up all hope or someone that's being uh, in despair or being overwhelmed. Uh -huh. And so when it comes to children being broken and then turning into broken adults, we have to understand that there are some things that happen in our lives that when they happen, we have to deal with it at that point. Mm -hmm. Because once you don't deal with it at that point and you wait till later down the road, then it becomes even harder to be able to try to fix that. Mm -hmm. when, this, when you relate that to marriage, what we start to see is that we have a spouse, let's say a wife that's broken. And because she didn't fix those things or get the help that she needed to fix those things, she ends up bringing that brokenness into the relationship. Mm. So when you go back to that definition, I said, when something's not in working order, if you've got two people that are trying to work together, but one person is broken, the system is not going to work right. Mm -hmm. That's just like you having a car. If the battery is broken, if it's not working right, how is it going to get power to the rest of the car for it to start? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times in our relationships, we go through um, this portion of brokenness 
that was done prior to marrying that individual. We didn't deal with that. So now we're coming in hoping that that individual can fix that broken yes. piece and it may not be there for them to fix. Uh-huh. That is something I believe in some cases is for you and God to handle. Uh-huh. Now, I will not take that away from a spouse. I know there are individuals that have had some things happen to them in their childhood. They meet their spouse. They tell them all about it. They help them get through that. We're not negating that at all. But all too often, we see a lot of families that are going through things because the husband and wife had something happen that broke them. And because they're not in good working order, now it's causing the rest of the family uh, to be broken. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to I want to lead off with a couple of things here that I think will help you to be able to understand this brokenness a little more. Uh, I was never really that good at math. I'm just going to let you know. My wife can verify that. And if you call some of my high school teachers, they can probably tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I was always told in school that if you take one half of something and put another half with it, that that made a whole. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you that sometimes when it comes to broken families, that is not a true equation. That's true. Two halves don't always make a whole. If I'm broken, my wife is broken. We're both coming in. We're broken. Neither one of us is working. We can't be fully Two becoming one because we've got some broken pieces that's keeping us from being able to work together. Mm-hmm. We may be feeling defeated. So if one person is feeling empowered and one person is being defeated, how are you going to be able to work together to accomplish the goal of marriage? That's true. The, the other thing I want you to understand, and this is really what I want to talk to you about when you're talking about transferring things over into a marriage. Imagine you using some 409. It's a grease cleaner. Grime, things of that nature you may use it around the uh, the kitchen. You know it has that little sprayer on the top where you you know pull the trigger and it sprays things out. Mm-hmm. What I want you to think in your mind is if you take that sprayer off of that bottle and then move it over to another bottle, let's say Windex, and you go immediately and start spraying that window, what's the first thing that comes out? The greaser. It's the degreaser. Because why? Because you still have residual effects inside that sprayer. Mm-hmm. We do the same things in our marriages, in our relationships sometimes. What we will do is we will be dating the 409. We jump over and start dating the Windex. Mm-hmm. But guess what's still coming out when you start trying to make things work? That's true. It's still the 409. So you start to get streaks and you have to work harder. But if you keep pumping, eventually that other stuff, that Windex will get sucked up in there and then it will start to work for you. Mm-hmm. So why do I use that analogy? That's one thing that we really have to work on ourselves uh, with relationships, if you will. When you come out of one bad situation, make sure you get everything out the sprayer before you start kind of trying to pump something else. That's true. Because you make a mess in the middle of it sometimes. And it's not just you, as we learned in um, last week's segment. It's not just you that always has to clean up the mess. Sometimes it's the children that get affected. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's other individuals just looking at your relationship, especially if you have babes in Christ looking at your relationship and you're supposed to be a seasoned Christian. That's true. That is so true. And so this is some of the things that I was thinking about, you know, when it comes to broken children, when children are brought up in a home that is dysfunctional, that um, plants the seed for brokenness. Mm. And so when I think about the scripture, Matthew chapter 18, verse six through seven, you know, I'm going to even say uh, Proverbs 22 and 6, training up a child in the way that they should go so that when they get old, they will not depart from it, um, is is what the scriptures said. Again, Proverbs 22 and 6, and I believe that's KJV. I'm just spouting it off of memory. Um, And so in saying that, what are we training our children? When the children are in an environment of brokenness, you can tell. 
And so I remember hearing the phrase, I, I, my husband can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never told our children this because it irritates my soul to this day just to even speak it. And many of you have heard it. What goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm. And so basically what that meant is if you as a child was to tell anyone outside of the home what was going on, then nine times out of 10, that meant that you was going to get a whooping because you was quote unquote telling, you know, the business of the home or whatnot. But see, this is my thing that I'm sitting up here thinking about. If it was an environment that was very conducive to the growth of a child, then the child shouldn't have to get beat and disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Mm, For sharing the information. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be real. We're going to swan dive smooth up into this. And so that's the thing that, you know, used to irritate me. I'm going to speak from the place of a child. And I I'm, I was a child with an old soul, as the the, young, the older people say, wise beyond their years. I wasn't just trying to be out telling business. So this is why I bring that up. Why do we look away concerning the brokenness that a child endures? Now, that's from the outside looking in. You can tell when something ain't right with a child. And yes, I know most people say, well, y'all don't understand. You know, people don't want you saying anything in regards to their kids. Yeah, that may be that this new this new age stuff. I don't know, but I'm old school. You know what I'm saying? And if my child is doing something that's out of character and you know how we raise our children, our children already know. It's certain people, if they tell you something, you better not even look sideways. And we don't even have to repeat that to our children because we have learned learn to get to the point of raising our children in a conducive environment. And so going back to what goes on in this house stays in this house. Some people may say, well, you have to understand as a child, you know what I'm saying? They don't talk. They don't say what's going on because they may get beat. You know what I'm saying? They may get in trouble. And so the thing that kind of irritates me for us as adults is when you know good and well that the environment that your child is being raised in is very extremely dysfunctional we somehow try to justify in our mind as adults that oh they'll be okay children are resilient they'll get over it you know uh let some brokenness have happened most adults tell the children to get over it because they don't want to but but this is what i don't understand why is it that when it comes to somebody else's child Mm. you can stand and be on the front line for somebody else's child but when it comes to your own you won't do the things that need to be done when we are the ones that have the responsibility to raise up these children and so One thing I'm going to say, and you know, I'm going to go ahead and fall back is for a moment is one thing that I had to realize in looking at couples, anybody that has ever had a conversation with me in reference to their spouse, one of the first questions that I would ask is, so what was, what was the daddy like? Do you know, how was the daddy? Mm -hmm. What was the mama like? How did they grow up? Right. Was the daddy in their life? You know, an individual looking at me like, why are you asking me about their parents? Because it's very important. Because what we do as spouses is we don't look beyond our spouse, if you will. We don't give our spouse grace or a little bit of grace because of the way that they was raised up. That takes some time. And what we do as a people is we just bury the the hurt we buried the brokenness and we like to pretend like it never happened. Okay, let me back up. I know no, you no, got you got something. No, that's good. That's good. She's absolutely right. I'm gonna keep hitting on that. Okay. Because that that first question that was asked, what do you think causes children to become broken? And then mm. my notes that I wrote down, my number one answer that popped up there was parents. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse down, but my wife was hidden on that. And when I, when I think about parents, we have to think about the developmental behavior of a child mm-hmm. and how they grow. Uh, across their lifespan mm-hmm. uh, because of the things that parents may have showed them did or didn't do Come in on, some Cassie. type of way. Mm-hmm. And so it could be an emotional thing uh, that um, that affects them. They could be affected physically. It could mm-hmm. be spiritually. It could be socially. It could be psychologically. It's a lot of things that if you don't do certain things uh, as parents mm-hmm. and we neglect certain things, that that child is going to end up paying for that and that child can end up being broken. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one good example. Let's take, for example, a parent that is always gone and doesn't show any type of love um or physical touch towards a child. Mm-hmm. A child needs physical touch in order to be able to survive. And so imagine that child going up through high school and we, when people try to get close to them, they always push them away. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to be adults, and even though they find someone that they think that they are in love with, they're in love with them and they get married, sometimes when it comes to a physical uh, aspect, that child doesn't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. But what does it do for that other individual? Mm-hmm. When they're being pushed away. So that's how some of the things may cause a child when they're broken, that's going to end up having them being a broken adult. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we have to look at is individuals. And when I say individuals, I'm just talking about the people that are maybe around that child. What does that child see? What has happened to that child that may make them uh, end up being broken? Mm-hmm. Let's look at society. Society shows us that we should be certain ways. Uh, and I just want to use this because it's done a lot amongst men and women. We have these models that you see on the front of magazines, and they're all photoshopped. So when children look at that, when they see the words beauty, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to put it out there, we're adults, when they see sexy, mm-hmm. when they say that, you know, attractiveness, they see that picture, and if they don't look like that picture, all of a sudden they're broken right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say that is society, and that is also a trick of the enemy to get you to not be able to re- Receive who you are as a child of God. That's true. We have to start looking away from pictures and things that are photoshopped and say, what did God drop down on the inside of me? He did not plant this seed so that I would be fruitless. Mm. We have to get away from what society says. And that kind of leads into unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes children are broken because they have a expectation that something is supposed to be a certain way. And then when reality hits, they're not sure how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, when they think, well, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to finish high school and automatically I'm going straight to Harvard. And when I come out of Harvard, I'm going to have this $150,000 a year job. And then when they get that PhD and they still working at McDonald's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's an unrealistic expectation. We're not saying that they can't happen, but sometimes there are other things that cause those expectations to be lowered, and you have to be able to deal with that. Yes. So a lot of times children think, well, as long as I'm good in sports, I'm going to make it to the NBA. They don't look at the percentage of individuals that actually make it there and what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to make our um, expectations a little more realistic and then set up attainable goals that we can kind of get to and mark off Uh, those goals as we go by. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want to give on that part is uh, sometimes children are broken because they listen to the wrong people. That's true. Amen. You know, Mm -hmm. um, they they listen to things that they hear on TV, on the radio, uh, that they see uh, famous people, actors and uh, things say. And then when they do some of those things, it's not the right thing for that child, especially not at the right time. And then it causes some type of harm or brokenness to to befall upon them. Mm -hmm. And I'll just give some examples. You know, when you talk about individuals that may start drinking early. Mm -hmm. or if they have sex early, Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. You know, what road, uh, what door does that open and what road does that take that individual down? And for a lot of individuals, they come to find out that, hey, this isn't everything that they they said it would be. Mm -hmm. This is something that hurt me. This is something that put me in a bad situation. And because of that, now I'm broken. That's true. And so I'm not going to deal with it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to slap a Band-Aid on something that probably needed a tourniquet. And then, and then you end up bleeding out over the individuals that are really trying to help you. My God. And then the last thing, and I'm going to cut this part off for that question number one. Some individuals' uh, children are broken. Uh, they become broken because they don't receive the love that they need as a child. That's true. Mm-hmm. They don't get love, so they don't know how to not only receive it, they don't know how to give it. They don't even know what love is. They don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so when you have an individual that's trying to love you, how can you accept something that you've never seen or done before? Mm-hmm. And it ends up making that child broken. My God. And so I was sitting up, oh, my husband. Oh, So I was sitting up here and I was thinking about this too, again, bouncing off of Proverbs 22 and 6, you know, training up our children and things like that. What do they see? What do they feel in the home? You know, um, and so I, I was thinking about this. So looking at it from a spouse's perspective, I remember, you know, me and my husband and I talking and I do thank God when me and my husband first started in our marriage, you know, dating when we were talking while we were dating, we used to, we spoke about things, just address things straight on. Boom. This is what I was exposed to. This is what happened da da whatever the case may be. And so in our home at that time was me, my husband, and we had two boys. And I remember having a conversation with my husband. You know, we purpose to be very transparent. This is going somewhere. And I remember my husband saying, baby, you have to understand, I did not grow up with a father in the home. I don't remember what we were speaking about before that. And I was like, wow. And it was in reference, some having to do with our boys. But the amazing thing about it is even though he did not grow up with a father in his home, he is the best dad to our children ever. And so he did not allow the brokenness that he could have potentially had to transfer. And that's what tends to happen. It transferred to different generations. It transferred down to our children. The brokenness transfers. So I'm going to dig back a little bit deeper and I'm going to say this. What is the parent speaking into the child? Mm, that's good. What is the parent speaking into the child? Because whether it be you you are married or you are single, I'm going to share from a single parent aspect. One thing that I was very careful was here I was raising a son. You know what I'm saying? By myself at the time before me and my husband got married. And I wanted to be very careful not to speak anything negative into my son's life. You know, because like my husband said, when you look at child development, those are the precious years that what you speak into them. Who is guilty of saying you mad at your husband or you mad at your baby daddy or your baby mama, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And because I've heard women say, oh, you're going to grow up and be like your no good daddy. Right. So when your son grows up and be quote unquote, like his no good daddy, insert scripture, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, life and death is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Then you have to understand what you are saying. Mm -hmm. Your words create. And so what is it that you're speaking into this child? 
And so then I'm going to flip over to this angle because I'm going just, oh, just, just stay with me now. And for those of you taking notes, you know, I'm trying to speak slow. But in dealing with brokenness in adulthood, I would ask this because it's so many people that I would have a conversation with. And, you know, I'm not trying to put anybody out there. Of course, we don't say names and different things like that. But, you know, I, hey, how are you doing? People are, are trained to lie. Oh, I'm fine. Lie. So I'm going to ask this question. As an adult, what is it that you use as a numbing agent to your brokenness? Again, as an adult, what is it that you use as a numbing agent to your brokenness? Mm. It could be work. Mm -hmm. You could be a workaholic and, oh, they need me on the job. They need me. No, they don't need you. Look, they do not need you because do they need you right now? I ain't trying to be mean, no shade intended, but they don't need you because God forbid something was happening to you. Guess what they going to do? I know I was a supervisor. We're going to put in that good old action to, uh, to human resources and go ahead and try to get this position filled. That's what we're going to do so we can keep it pushing. So it could be work. It could be sex. You're having sex with different people. You're jumping from person to person to person trying to fill and satisfy that void. You know what I'm saying? It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be shopping. You're addicted to shopping. And you get that little adrenaline. You know what I'm saying? When you go and purchase something, then you ask yourself when you're looking at this stuff in the receipt in your bank account, why did I do this? And so there are so many adults that lie. We lie to ourselves. I'm include myself in it because I was like this in my younger, you know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get help and stuff like that. And so we lie. Another thing we do is that we jump into a marriage, believing that the marriage is going to fix our brokenness. Mm -hmm. Just like my husband was speaking about earlier. And so instead of addressing as an adult, going to get some help, going to get some counseling or whatever the case may be. Hey, who is, who is a specialist in this area? I need to process trauma because your brokenness is trauma. And what happens is when you are a child, all the way up and through adulthood, when you do not process that trauma and you pretend like it doesn't happen, you do not understand how much of yourself gets stuck at that point of that trauma. You you have to understand you don't trust uh, many people because of that trauma. You don't trust your children around many people, which nowadays sometimes I can't blame you because of that trauma. You know, look at the things that you do. You are very hyper vigilant when it comes to things and people don't understand like why you tripping? Like it ain't even that serious and stuff like that. I could just look at people and be like, oh my God, they've experienced some trauma in which they haven't addressed. And so we don't understand. We get stuck in that place. And then what we do is we get married as a band-aid to try to fix that brokenness. And then we get mad at our spouse because they're not loving us the way that we thought that our parents should have loved us and protected us and care for us. How many people's marriage is going through right now just because of this? Mm, and that's good. And, and one of the things I want to throw in there, uh, you know, this is going to kind of go back to those two halves don't make a whole, but I'm just going to break that up. It's not going to be about uh, the husband and the wife. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes individuals, children, uh, end up being broken adults because they, they end up um, dealing with someone that's broken themselves. Mm -hmm. So you got someone that's got a broke leg trying to help you walk and you got a broke leg, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm not saying there to discourage. I'm not saying that to discourage individuals helping, even if you're going through something, it's just that sometimes it does more damage than it does any good. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to throw this out there and I might get some backlash from it. Okay. Uh, 
this can be anybody. Uh-huh. You can point a finger at me. You can point a finger at you. Uh, but you see this oftentimes when you deal uh, with parents. Uh-huh. Uh, they're broke in the same situation that their children are going through. And they're trying to help them. And they can't because they never dealt with it. Uh-huh. You see some of your friends trying to help you. They, they It's what we call like the blind leading the blind. Uh-huh. And then I'm really going to throw this one out here. This is one I say I may get some backlash from. Okay. Sometimes it's even in the pulpit. That's true. You know, That's pastor true. can preach a good word across the pulpit and say, don't do this. Don't be doing this and blah, blah, blah. But then again, he's going through that same thing. So that teaches us two things. Uh-huh. One is that. You know, you always have to be careful who you're listening to and really get to find out about some things about that person so that if they can help you, they're not broke themselves. Uh The other thing is that we can't put it past individuals that are in the pulpit to think that they're not human. Uh They have issues, too. Because God called them to do a certain thing, he's going to work some things in their lives, hopefully, but they may be going through some of the same things that you may have gone Uh through. Uh Now, I want to flip that. Okay. Knowing that. Why is it that so many individuals that are in the pulpit are sometimes the first ones to to kind of hinder that brokenness and not help with uh, the healing process? Mm. When a child comes to you and say, uh, and I'm just using this as an example, Deacon so-and-so touched me in a certain way. Now that child is broken, but then you kind of push that off to the side because you got more trust in that deacon Mm. than you do in that child instead of doing what's right to figure out what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Parents can be put in that same boat. When your child comes to me and say, Uncle so-and-so said this to me or did this to me and Mm -hmm. you just blow it off, what are you really doing to your child? Yes. Yes, further what, damage. What message are you really sending? Mm-hmm. So then when this child grows up and their child comes and say, uncle so-and-so did this, it just becomes a revolving door. Yes, where everybody stays silent. Where everybody stays silent. We have to understand that we have to help these children. The, the Bible tells us we have responsibilities as parents and as adults to look out for children. Mm-hmm. We raise them in the way that, that they should go. We show them how to how to pick the right path. Mm-hmm. And when they get older, then, then it's, it's on them. Now, as parents, we're still going to pray for them no matter how old they get. Mm-hmm. But we have to be the one that sets the foundation and show them the way things are supposed to. And if we don't do that, you can believe me that somebody else will. That's true. Now, I'm going to take a quick stab at question number two. Mm-hmm. Why are people not willing to admit and fix their brokenness? Mm-hmm. The, the first thing that God gave me there was embarrassment. Mm, that's true. They're embarrassed about what has uh, taken place or something that they've gone through. And they think that nobody else has went through that. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one. Nothing is new under the sun. Uh, I think the problem is, is for an individual to be able to trust someone enough to come out and say what's going on. And that trust is often uh, broken down because when we tell someone something in privacy, it ends up being not private. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about it. Mm-hmm. All right. The second thing in that it, it kind of leads to what I was saying is that trust. Uh, I told somebody something and they did nothing. Mm-hmm. I went to someone that I thought was going to help me and they didn't. Mm-hmm. The The next thing I want to jump in is that uh, some people, and I've said this on the show before, and it came from one of our professors, is some people become comfortable in their own situation. That's true. They've been so broken that now that brokenness is is comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just, I'm women, I'm I'm a, I'm a Go there with the women for a while. But imagine you having one of your favorite pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. 
Now, you know them shoes probably done got a little bit too small and that pinky toe is sticking out that side and that strap is squeezing it in. But you keep wearing that shoe because that's what you become comfortable with. Mm, But it's painful. It's painful, but you wear it because it looks good on the outside. It goes with the outfit, the garment that everyone is looking at from the outside. But on the inside, it's causing you some pain and you don't want to deal with that. Mm. When really, all you got to do is go find another pair of shoes. That's true. All right. Then the next thing I want to go in that when it comes to that comfortable situation, uh, it starts to feel normal for you. That's true. You've got some individuals that live with uh, physical and emotional pains every single day. But because you've had so much pain and it's been going on for so long, then you feel that that's normal. Mm -hmm. It's normal for a man to take advantage of me as a young woman. Mm -hmm. It's normal for me to do this, that and other. It's normal for me as a as a man to just give my money to a woman knowing that she's using me Mm. because I'm broken and I'm trying to fix something that should have been fixed for me. Yeah. All right. And then the next thing there is that when you become so comfortable in that situation that it feels normal, it's easy to just keep repeating the same action over and over again. Mm -hmm. When this person shows up at your front door, you know exactly what they're there for. We're adults that they're there for that quick, quick, yeah, one night stand or whatever, Mm -hmm. because they feel that they're broken you're making them feel good in a certain uh, situation, and then it's vice versa for them. Mm-hmm. You're making them feel good. They're making you feel good, but it only lasts for a moment. It's That's just like true. a drug. You can mm-hmm. only stay high for so long, but if you take too much of the drug, then you can overdose. Mm-hmm. So how many of you are overdosing on individuals taking advantage of your situation? Come on. Wow. Making you feel a certain way when you know you shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, and this is the one that's really going to hit home is that individuals as a child sometimes are not being taught the word. That's true. They're being taught everything but that. Amen. They're not being taught that they're the head, not the tail. Mm -hmm. They're not being taught that they're a child of God, that they have someone that can go to them. They're not being taught about intercessory prayer, that you can have someone pray for you. They're not even being taught sometimes how to pray for themselves. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so when you when you think about that, a child has to know who they are in Christ and which direction that they're going in. And then when they go in that direction, they know that they've got someone that's more powerful than their parent, than a law enforcement, than a judge, a cop that is fighting for them. They've got God on their side. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe it's Psalms 34th chapter and the. 18th verse says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crust in spirit. Mm. Sometimes a child has to know that, that when their heart is broken, that God is near you. That's true. But nowadays God is so far away because they're not being taught who they really are mm-hmm. and what God can really do for them, what Jesus has done for them on the cross. And that goes back because that should be a parent's obligation to teach them that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this. This may cause some backlash as well. Then I'm going to get off this mic. Just like right now, in the midst of this epidemic, mm-hmm. we see a lot of individuals uh, posting things on Facebook about they're tired of their children being home. Mm-hmm. Because what we've become comfortable with is the teachers teaching our children. Mm-hmm. And we the do world. that. Yeah. And we do that the same way in church. We think that Sunday school and Bible study is supposed to teach our kids everything. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. a supplement. Mm-hmm. Just Amen. like vitamins. You can't take all the vitamins in the pill box to give you everything that you need. You're supposed to add that with the supplements that you're already getting from the food that you're eating. And we're throwing that off on the teachers and, and the Bible study leaders. Mm-hmm. The parents have to be able to stand up and do certain things because if the child can't learn it from the parent, 
who are they going to learn it from? Is it going to be the right thing? That's true. So we have to learn that kids, we have to teach them um, as their children that when they're broken, when they've had some things wrong, there's someone that can help them with that so that they don't carry that into adulthood. That's true. That is so true. And so what I want to do is I want to take the time because these wonderful people have um, took the time to you know, answer our question of the day and we thank them for that. And so um, we'll let you know at the end of the show how you can do and be on the lookout for the next ones that come forth. So the question of the day, number one, what do you think causes children to become broken? Number two, why are people not willing to admit and fix their brokenness? So we have an individual that said a child's environment and surrounding which is the answer to number one, a child's environment and surrounding that they do not uh, supply hope that um, environment and surrounding. And number two, they answer people cannot fix what they do not believe is broken. Some are willing to admit that they're broken, they're broken, but are not willing to allow healing because brokenness is all they know. And they believe their brokenness will harm the people they care for. Also, healing is hard and uncomfortable. However, brokenness is comfortable and easy to live with. So we have uh, four comments. I'm going to read them. The next comment says for question number one, I think children become broken from being around broken and unhappy parents and or single parent households. When you have broken parents or unhappy parents, I think children can feel that energy. And some of the single parent households, I've noticed that single parents hardly ever get time to themselves and they end up not really trying to take it out on the kids, but they do. So to answer number two, they said, I think broken people sometimes don't know they are broken because they may have hidden it for so long and forgot about it. Most times in men, from what I've seen, they feel weak or less than if they talk to someone to try and help become whole. I don't know, just my opinion. So the third person says to question, um, and question number one, not being seen or heard, not feeling validated or valued. Mm. When their vulnerability is exploited, trust is broken meaning children, when they have been violated and unprotected, constant voices of power abuse, abuse them mentally and emotionally. The answer to question number two is they've learned to survive in their brokenness until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of being free. They will remain in that state. Admitting takes courage and some level of responsibility. The most people would rather place on others. Hmm. Most people would rather place that on others. It's easier to blame than to take back back power back from the things, situations, incidents, and people that caused the pain that led to the brokenness. And the last one read is this. Number one, all people experience trauma. Number two, trauma is unavoidable. Number three, time does not heal trauma. Number four, trauma must be healed purposefully. Hmm. Number five, parents are responsible for perceiving and healing their children's wounds. Wow. My take, we should seek to heal the pain in our children from the time they are very young and as it occurs. What you don't have the grace to heal, ask Yahweh, in parenthesis, God, to do it. Anoint and pray for your children. Build a spiritual hedge around them. Introduce them to Ra HaKadish, in parenthesis, Holy, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, at an early age and encourage them to pray in their love language, which heals the spirit, soul, and body. 
Wow. So the the response right here has been amazing. And again, we thank the individuals that shared this with us. Now, if I can real quickly, because I know, you know, we get to going and the show <laughs> be coming up on us. I want to say this. Um, I want to encourage those who are adults. Do not ignore what has happened to you, that brokenness, that trauma. You know, if you are getting triggered by this, we'll give some information towards the end. I want to give that. But what we have to understand is when we get into a place where we ignore what happened to us, we ignored our trauma, our brokenness, what that actually leads to is avoiding issues that need to be addressed in your adult life. So when something come up in your marriage and you get married, instead of you addressing it and talking about it in a calm way, you instantly get triggered. You start yelling at your spouse and they're just like, dang, I just asked you this. Like, why are you going off on me? Why you got an attitude? That comes from your triggered childhood, your brokenness. Then number two, I've seen where people who are broken, you are so easy to judge everybody else, just like one of these individuals has shared in this. You are so quick to judge everybody else because guess what? When you're in a place of healing, you don't have time to judge other people. You're too busy thanking God for what he has brought you from, how he's covered you and kept you and different things like that. So um, I want to say this because I know people always ask this question and I'm sure my husband got something else before we get ready to wrap up the show. Most people say, okay, now, y'all didn't open up this, unpack this, you know what I'm saying? Y'all didn't went deep in this topic. I am an adult. I'm struggling with this. You know, I'm one who I avoid and whatever the case may be, how do I deal with this? How am I supposed to fix this? Well, I, Shan, am going to share from what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people see me and they say, wow, like the, the people say, like the saints say, you don't look like what you've been through. Most people will probably think that I was a lie because I didn't allow the things that I went through in my childhood to break me in my adult place. But I had to grow and mature to this place. So number one, I will say this, pray and seek God. I say, get in your prayer closet, mm-hmm. get wherever. Just get down, fall down on your knees and all that anger and frustration and everything that you've been holding in, cry out to God like none other. Maybe you're upset that your mom or your dad didn't hold you when you were young or whatever that you went through or whatever uh, dysfunctional environment that they created. But guess what? Let that out and cry out. God knows and he will hear our cries. Number two. Renew your mindset. You are not your trauma. Mm -hmm. You are not your dysfunction. You are not your brokenness. You are not what you've been through. And so coming from the book of uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it speaks about renewing your mind daily. So when the enemy, when you start to heal, when God starts to get you to a place and you crying out and God is sharing with you and placing on your heart what to do next, know that the enemy is going to attack because the enemy wants to keep you broken. Right. I just shared this in a different forum yesterday with some wonderful ladies at a church ministry here in the local area. Virtually, I shared this. We have to understand the world makes money off of our brokenness. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to get up off that, but think on it. If you don't like your weight, then guess what? You can go get some surgery. That's money. If you don't like this, go get you some makeup. They can make money off of that. Third, I'm going to say seek therapy. Of course, I'm going to say that because we're counselors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seek therapy. Because let me tell you what I know. When you seek a trained professional, and I have been in counseling myself, and we are even taught, we were taught this in school, every good counselor needs a counselor. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everyone. You can't just take in people's stuff. You need a counselor too. 
So seek therapy and please don't use this excuse that I went to go see my therapist and I don't like them and uh, uh, they, uh, uh, then baby don't stop there. Cause guess what? When you don't like the job that you're working in, most of what some of y'all stay comfortable. You you will go back to school. You do what you need to do to better yourself. So you need to do that when it comes to your mental health, because it'll change that around you. Seek therapy because trained therapists, counselors know how to uh, properly help you unpack that trauma mm-hmm. and brokenness Definitely. in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do real quick, we only got a few minutes left and I, I'm going to kind of cross over to some of the things that my wife was talking about, but I want to call your attention to Jeremiah, the 18th chapter. Uh, you can look at this from the first through the 12th verse. I'm just going to be using a few uh, of the verses here. Mm-hmm. And in the 18th verse, it reads, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. Mm-hmm. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. Mm. So the potter formed it into another pot. Shaping it has seemed best to him. Now, if you go on down, you'll be... T- uh, You'll be able to see that God was talking to Jeremiah about destroying some nations and what he could do at that point. Mm-hmm. I want to use this, uh, and I, I did this before when I, uh, I did a sermon uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what this refers to is this brokenness mm-hmm. that children may have that may end up being uh, with a broken adult. You have to understand that the biggest thing that you can do or the best thing you can do is to stay in front of God and stay on his wheel, what we call the potter's wheel. Mm -hmm. As you saw there in the verse, it said, but the pot he was shaping from that day or from that clay was marred in his hands. Mm -hmm. I want to let that marred be your brokenness. Mm -hmm. And when you see that there is something that's broke there and you let the potter fix it, which is God, you stay on that wheel because then he can say, this is broken. Let me shape this in what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. All too often, we want to have something uh, shaped in the way that we want it to be. And that's not always the fit and the design what God had. So when you have this opportunity to get on the potter's wheel and let God shape you, then you'll start to realize that just because my shape isn't like somebody else's shape, my shape wasn't designed that way because God is using me for something intentional that that person can't uh, be used for. Mm-hmm. So my shape is not going to be like your shape because I'm specifically designed by God. Amen. My size is not going to be the same size. I'm small. Maybe I'm, I'm only uh, designed to hold a certain amount while you may be designed to hold more, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter how much we're designed to hold as long as we can pour into somebody. Amen. And not only that, are you designed to be poured into mm, part on. of the reason why some individuals are still broken from childhood to adulthood is they won't let nobody pour anything into them. Yes. You think you know it all. Yes. You have to let them pour into, you have to be able to receive as well as give and be careful who you allow to pour. Into Precisely. Too. Mm-hmm. Because everything that's poured in you isn't always good. Mm-hmm. So, That leads into this. When God designed something, when you stay on the potter's wheel, he's going to give you that specific purpose. Mm. If a pot has no handles, it's designed to be carried by the hand. If it's uh, designed with a handle, maybe it's going to be a cup. Mm. Maybe you're designed to give somebody a sip where someone else may be designed to give them a gallon that they need. You have to stay within your purpose. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to say this last one here, and I'm just going to go on with that. See, the potter can do anything he wants to on that wheel. He can make any shape, any design, whatever the case may be. At the end, when that stone is hardened... And it is fit for what it is going to be used for. He has to give it a color. He paints something on there. Every color is not going to be used 
uh, all the time, but whatever color uh, that potter God puts on you, you have to be able to deal with that. Wow. Now, we can relay that in today's topic right now. I don't care if you're black, white, green, yellow, whatever color that you are. Don't be afraid of the color that you have because that is the color that the potter designed for you to have. Uh -huh. And so let's not carry this brokenness that we have because we thought we got a crack in ourselves or we received something that was broken and shattered that we don't think that the potter, God can pick that back up and reform that thing. And then it'd be something good within our lives so that we can be useful for God's glory and not something that we want to do just off on our own. Amen. Amen. Woo. This has been an amazing show. <laughs> oh my God. It has been amazing. And so Mr. King, can you please read the thought of the week? All right. So the thought of the week comes from Frederick Douglass, and it reads, It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken adults. Mm. Once again, it's easier to build strong children than repair broken adults. And, and at the end of this, I'm going to say this one piece, and then I'm going to get off this mic. Uh, take some time, parents. Um Throughout your day, every day, if you can, to say something positive to your children. Amen. You never know what a positive word can uh, do for a child. Mm -hmm. um, the other day, my son was helping me. Uh, we was trying to put a shelf together, and he came up with all these ideas of how to put this shelf together. And me looking at what he was trying to do, I knew it wasn't going to work. I said, well, you know, son, that's a good idea. That would work. Uh, let's try it. When he tried it and it didn't work, you know, but well, that was a good try. We tried it. Now, the only thing we can do is move on to something else. And we eventually got the, the shelving system uh, together. Mm -hmm. So an encouraging word, saying uh, something nice. I love you. Uh, I appreciate you being the child that you are. Mm -hmm. A good word will go a long way in a child's heart. You never know that a good word may start to repair some of the things that have been broken through the same words that were spoken in a negative manner. Amen. And hold your children, too. Mm -hmm. Hug on them. Love on them. So... That has concluded today's show here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We want to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsor, Christian Humor forward slash inspiration, which is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are in the social media, please check them out simply by going to Facebook and search Christian Humor forward slash inspiration. We ask that you all join us back next Monday, April the 6th, as we will be discussing for my family mental health and marriage yes we are really going to hit especially god knew what he was doing because we we had to present these topics some time ago so god knew what he was doing um, and we had these topics that me and my husband has spoken about some time ago. So we're going to be speaking about for my family, what you are willing to do for your family, mm. mental health and marriage. Question of the day. If one individual was committed to counseling so he slash she can heal, how do you think that that would affect themselves, marriage and their family? Hmm. Please feel free to follow or communicate with us um, if you have any marriage questions or topics that you would like to be discussed via our Facebook, our Instagram, and our YouTube channel, which is All Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Our Twitter handle is at K-E-N-Y-A-N-S-H-A-N, or you can email us at marriagemondays at mykrgn.com. Now, like we said, Facebook and Instagram is the way that you will you know, see the question posted of the week, and you can answer that question. 
We read the questions without posting identity unless you say that we can. Um, but if you have missed any of our prior shows and we have had some amazing ones, glory be to God. Um, you can go to our Apple Podcast, Buzzsprout, or Google Play. Feel free. We also have our videos and shows available on YouTube. So if you got your favorite YouTube channel, go and subscribe to our YouTube page, okay? Our team works very hard to ensure that this information gets out there. So we just want to say thank you so much for joining joining us, taking time out of your busy day. We hope and pray that you will be back with us on next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM. The The Rock. Rock.